My walk with Farrakhan I bear witness to the man and his works Believe that my walk with Farrakhan Spreading life and always aiming to put his people first uh, Motivating and liberating My people with melanin want to see you thriving and educated No debating, he's a spiritual leader So make sure you tune in, trust you gotta see it Cause this is my walk with Farrakhan I bear witness to the man and his works Believe that Peace fam, this is Brother Mustafa Abdul Muhammad With the My Walk with Farrakhan podcast where we talk about self-improvement, becoming one with God, and finding our divine purpose. On this episode of the podcast, we'll be talking about a subject that I've had on my heart for quite a while and have been wanting to express this particular subject for quite a while. And I feel the Spirit moving me to address this and put this on video. Uh, It's based on a blog post that I wrote many many years ago but I've always wanted to do a video component of it just to have an audio and visual representation of this particular topic and if you're familiar with the My Walk with Farrakhan blog you may be familiar with it but I think it'll still be good to hear it and to see me express it on this particular video that subject that I wrote on that I now will express on this video is 10 Reasons Why Farrakhan is Successful in Reaching His People and Lessons for Us. 10 Reasons Why Farrakhan is Successful in Reaching His People and Lessons for Us. Now, as the owner of the My Walk with Farrakhan brand, I have committed myself to studying the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And this study of the Almond Louis Farrakhan is not just the teachings, though I study that, not just his program, though I study that, but I also study his ways. I study his character. I study his methodologies. I study his strategies so that I can learn from him and emulate those successful ways that he has shown us over 40 years in his ministry absent the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. So on this video podcast, I want to look at 10 reasons or 10 characteristics of why he is successful in reaching his people. And when we say he's successful in reaching his people, we have to remember and and keep in mind that Ms. Louis Farrakhan is the only black man who has been able to call for a million and two million men showed up in Washington, D.C. on October 16, 1995. He only called for a million. And God, to show his favor and grace upon him, he gave him another million. So one black man called for and received two million black men in one place at one time. And it wasn't a concert. It wasn't a sporting event. It wasn't a basketball game football, none of that. It was a serious message from a serious man about the serious times that we live in. So I would want to study a man that has that type of impact and effect that he could call for a million and get two million black men. That's something, that's a case study, something that should be studied. And of that call, If it was just Muslims, then we'll say, okay, he just called Muslims and Muslims showed up. 
But of that call, it says three-fourths, 75% were Christians. So one man, black man, Muslim, was so um, universal in his approach and his ministry that not only Muslims came, but more Christians came than Muslims to the Million Man March. So case study, we must study the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, his ways, his methodologies, his strategies, his character, and just how great of a human being he is as a gift from God. So at this time, let's go over and review 10 reasons why Farrakhan is successful in reaching his people and lessons for us. <clears throat> Number one, when others criticize our people, he seeks to understand. He seeks the best part of that brother or sister, knowing their true nature is to be a righteous person. And even when brothers or sisters criticize him, he loves them more than they hate themselves. So Dominus Louis Farrakhan, as I have watched him over 20-some years, nearly 30 years, he's always been one to go for the best of that brother or sister. Even when people speak ill of him, even when others impute sinister motives to him, he always comes for the best of that brother and sister. Because in his mind, he feels that it's just a big, it's a misunderstanding. And if he reacts negatively to that misunderstanding, then that cuts short the process upon which understanding can come. So he will seek the best of that brother and sister because all of us are righteous by nature. But we have been made other than self through slavery, suffering, and death. So he doesn't fall out because we're having a Negro moment or we're acting other than self. He has patience to hold on until the best part of ourselves manifest. Number two, he knows how to talk to people. The proper handling of people and how to win friends and influence people. Teach the science of human interaction. He doesn't put down, lose faith, or write his people off. Dr. Ms. Louis Farrakhan is successful because he knows the language of the people. As I said, that 75%, three-fourths of the people who came to the Million Man March in 95 were Christians. But prior to the Million Man March... For 10 years or so, Yom Ms. Louis Farrakhan had been crisscrossing throughout America, going into the black churches, speaking to pastors, speaking to black Christians. And when he speaks to them, he speaks from the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. And he's not being a charlatan or a hypocrite. He's speaking from a universal understanding, understanding that God is one and at the root of our different denominations, whether we call ourselves Christian, whether we call ourselves Baptist, whether we call ourselves Methodist or Holiness or Jehovah Witness, or we jump over into a different whole religion, call ourselves um, Muslim or Hebrew or Jewish or Buddhist or all these different names that we give to differentiate ourselves. At the root of all of these things is one God and the practices of prayer fasting, charity, loving your neighbor as you love yourself, and generally trying to be a decent human being. These are the principles that undergird all of our religions. So Dr. Louis Farrakhan speaks from that language 
of universality. That way he's able to speak to all of our people. And also, <clears throat> in the proper handling of people, we're taught the principle, do not criticize, condemn, or complain. Because when you criticize, condemn, or complain, you shut people off. You put them in defense mode, not in communication mode. And our Ms. Louis Farrakhan is such a master communicator, not just knowing the English language and knowing verb and subject agreement, but he's a master of understanding human psychology and how to speak clearly to people in their own understanding and in their own background, background excuse me, so that he can foster understanding because as black people, we need unity more than each other. And oftentimes we have artificial barriers that keep us from one another, but with proper language and understanding, we can break through all of those barriers and come together. Now, Ms. Louis Farrakhan is a master in knowing how to talk to people. And if we would just learn how to talk to people better, master the science of communication and human interaction, we could accomplish so much more because we get lost on communication misunderstandings. Number three, he loves black people, not just says it, but demonstrates it by serving the people in words, deeds, and actions. Now, I don't care what you say about the Almonds Louis Farrakhan. You may be a Christian and criticize him for being a Muslim. You may have a different political background understanding. You may have an ide ideological understanding. You may be in a different organization. But I don't think with truth anyone can deny that the Almonds Louis Farrakhan loves, doesn't love black people. That this is a man who has worked in his 20s. In his early 20s, he accepted the mission and the call to serve the black community. In his 20s, in his 30s, in his 40s, in his 50s, in his 60s, 70s, 80s, going into his 90s now. Y'all, Ms. Louis Farrakhan has been working for nearly 70 years of sacrifice of giving to the black community. And it's not like he had, there was nothing else he could do. He could do. If you if you know anything about the Miss Louis Farrakhan, you know he's a very talented musician, can sing and perform, and he was on his way to a successful career in music when he sacrificed his musical career to accept the mission of freedom, justice, and equality, and the resurrection of the black man and black woman by serving the black community as a member of the Nation of Islam. He could have had a very great musical career and we would have been hearing about the great hits of Louis Eugene Walcott. Never would have heard of Louis Farrakhan. But because he sacrificed, we now know him as leader, teacher, and guide and one who has impa impacted millions of black people, not just throughout America, but around the world. And not have just impacted black people, but has impacted brown people, yellow people, red people, and even white people. Now, Ms. Louis Farrakhan is a universal world leader. But he does this because he loves black people. He loves black people from the heart. Black people is his sole purpose for awakening, living, and being. So we can never deny his love for black people. And that's something that we have to learn to emulate within ourselves. It's one thing to say I love black people with my mouth, with our mouths. But to love black people, you have to be long-suffering. To love black people, you have to be patient. To love black people, you have to love them more than they hate themselves. 
because the black community that you try to serve will, pardon the expression, will crap on you. They will take a dump on you. And I heard it once said, I think it was on Ms. Lewis Farrakhan said, that we have to be like a toilet because our people are going to dump on us. You know, when you go to the toilet, you dump. And our people are going to dump on us. And just as a toilet, if you don't flush the toilet, what happens? That stuff going to sit in there and it's going to start going bad and it's going to start smelling bad and it's going to start stinking up the house and it's just going to be a bad situation. So it's the same thing when our people dump on us, we have to flush it. When they show envy, when they show jealousy, when they show hatred, when they show uh, slack talking, backbiting and all that, we have to flush that stuff. Because if we allow those negatives of the pain of jealousy, the pain of envy, the pain of the backbiting, the pain of the slander, if we allow that to just sit up in us, then just like a toilet, we're going to start stinking. Meaning that that negativity is going to become a part of us. Then we may be one who may want to return evil for evil, cursing for cursing. Them niggas cuss me out, I'm going to cuss them back out. Them niggas hating on me, I ain't working for the community no more. See, that's when you don't flush. And when you, by flushing, meaning that we rise above emotion to the thinking of God, by flushing this negativity means that we love them more than they hate themselves. We allow the bigger mission and the bigger purpose to override our own personal pain. Black Working for black people is painful. Black people will break your heart. But if we just keep flushing the hatred, flushing the negativity, flushing the backbite, flushing the slander down to the proverbial toilet, then we will allow we won't allow ourselves to become stank with those negative characteristics and we can move on in the mission to save our people. Don Ms. Louis Farrakhan is a master in love. Study his love for black people for nearly 70 years. Some of us work in the black community for two, three, five years and we get burned out and wore out. Don Ms. Louis Farrakhan still on his post is 70 years old serving black people. Number four, <clears throat> he puts his complete trust in Allah God and walks on that faith, worshiping no God but Allah, the one the messenger represents. See, closely related to the last point, see, when you look at the black community and you look at black people, it can almost seem hopeless. It can almost seem like black people are never going to change. It can almost seem like black people are never going to unite. It can almost look like, man, black people are just always going to be on the bottom rung and white people are going to rule over black people. It's never going to get no different. That's why the, the book, the Bible says, we walk by faith, not by sight. See, with sight, with just your eyes, that could seem like a true reality that Things just never going to change for black people. Black people are always going to be. But when you walk by faith, not by sight, then you know that God has a plan for black people, even if we don't see all of the workings of that plan with just our eyes. But God has declared through his prophets and through his word in the Bible and the Quran that black people have been described as the dead. Black people have been described as deaf, dumb, and blind. But also with that, God says that he will raise the dead. He will give sight and hearing to the deaf, dumb, and blind. So you and I have to have faith and trust to know that 
God is working in our favor and all of the pain and all of the setbacks and the trials and tribulations is all going to work itself out in the end. And black people are going to be raised up out of this condition and be successful once again. Y'all miss Louis Farrakhan has that type of attitude. He has, he puts his complete trust in God and his trust in God keeps him up when circumstances would say that he should give up and throw in the towel because black people ain't going to change. Black people ain't going to never listen. Black people ain't going to never unite. Black people are never going to open their own businesses and take over their community. That's what you see with your eyes. And your eyes can be deceiving. Your eyes can make you lose faith in God's ultimate working of black people's liberation and salvation. But he has kept constant faith for 70 years that black people are going to rise. His faith in God keeps him going when it seemed like every time we try to tell black people to do this, that, and another, they stick their fingers in their ear and say, Psh, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't going to unite. I'm not going to put my money with other black people. I'm not going to learn knowledge itself. I'm not going to make my community a safe and decent place to live. I'm not going to put aside um, our little petty differences and unite for the greater cause for the liberation and future of our people. So that would discourage even the most faithful person. But Dominus Louis Farrakhan has so much faith in God. And his faith in God keeps him going. See, when we would give up and fall down, Dominus Louis Farrakhan is still going. Because his faith is deep in God. And not just a empty faith that just does nothing and just good for yourself. His faith is good for his people. Because his faith keeps him serving his people. His faith keeps him continuing to teach us. His faith keeps him continuing to guide us. His faith keeps him continuing to be before us and be an example. And to stand between the enemy who wants to kill us all. But Dominus Louis Farrakhan is the go-between and stands between us and the enemy wiping us all out. But that's because he has strong faith in God. If you want to see what a faithful man of God looks like in real time, you better look at the Almonds Louis Farrakhan. Number five, <clears throat> he doesn't wait for the people to come to him. He goes directly to the people to serve them. Woo! The Almonds Louis Farrakhan, if you wait on black people to get their act together and come to some resolution and come to the great idea of unity, separation, and independence, and you hold your breath on that, you're going to be dead. But the Almonds Louis Farrakhan has not sat back in no chair waiting on black people to come to him. He goes to them. We saw just 10 years ago that the Almonds Louis Farrakhan did a peace in the streets mission in his 70s. The Almonds Louis Farrakhan was crisscrossing and walking through the streets of Chicago, Illinois, going into the hardcore projects, going into the communities where gun shooting and dope dealing and all type of negative vices was going on. He was in his 70s doing a peace walk, going directly to our people and talking to them and showing them love and letting them know that God is in their corner and God is in their favor today. So we can't sit back and wait and just be like, man, Black people need to change. Black people need to do this. The community need to do this. Somebody need to do something. 
Why won't you be that somebody? Like the Miss Louis Farrakhan chose to be that somebody. So if you see a problem in the community, don't sit back and wait for somebody else to change it. Go out and change it yourself. If you see that there's a problem, then God gave you the sight to see it. And maybe he got the solution in you of how to solve the problem that you see is a problem. So Miss Louis Farrakhan, he don't wait on the people to come to him. He goes directly to the people and serves them. Number six, he is humble of mind and gives all glory to God for whatever victories he, with the help of Allah, achieves. His teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, said of him that he's a humble man. And he said of Farrakhan, when he gets you across the river or the lake, he won't say, look at what I have done. He'll say, look at what Allah has done. Because he understands that all victories come from God. That we are vessels. And when we submit to God, he can use us for his own purpose. But we can't get drunk and intoxicated with the power that God allows us to exercise by his command. And to think that it is us when it's really God working in our person. And the Miss Louis Farrakhan, after the Million Man March, after that great victory and great success, excuse me, let me get something to drink. Excuse me. After that great victory and success of the Million Man March, many would have been elated and would have been drunk with the mentality of, man, two million black men came to see me. And they would have been full of themselves. And they would have been just talking themselves up. <laughs> you know who I am? I had two million black men came to see me. <laughs> I'm the leader. <laughs> I'm the great one. <laughs> I'm the mighty one. But after the Million Man March in which two million black men showed up, Young Miss Louis Farrakhan consistently said to God, be the glory. Not to Farrakhan be the glory. Though Farrakhan was the vessel through which the million man more excuse me came into reality he gave credit to god and said to god be the glory that's a man who is humble of mind and knows that all success and victories come from god and when we give god the glory and praise after he gives us victory then he gives us more victories and more blessings and bigger success and greater achievements but he wants to know will a man rob god will you rob me after i've given you the glory and the victory and you and work through you as a vessel and if you fail then you fail on your post but if you are successful then he can trust you and give you more and more and more and that's why all miss lewis farrakhan is victorious and successful because He's humble of mind, and he gives all glory to God. So God keeps blessing him and giving him more grace and more grace and more grace. And we have to learn as an example that no matter how high we get, no matter what God allows us to do, no matter how much victory we achieve by God, that we can't get drunk in the power that God has given us and start thinking it's me, it's us. I did this. I did that. I achieved this. They came for me. No, they came because of God in you. They are marveling at God in you. They are marveling at God in us. 
So learn that example of the almost Louis Farrakhan that he's humble of mind and gives all praise and glory to God. Number seven, <clears throat> he is long-suffering. Trying to serve and uplift black people is a thankless work, painful and often aggravating job. The very people you try to uplift often disappoint you the most. But he stays the course because his love for black people is greater than any suffering caused in trying to serve them. When others quit or become worn out, Farrakhan is on his post. So he's long suffering. And I've addressed that in a few points prior about his sacrifice and his love. And that just all ties it up that it all leads to the conclusion that he's long suffering. Because he has deep faith in God, because he loves black people, because he sees the bigger picture, it creates long suffering in him. Because this is not a this is not an overnight job. We're looking at a black people who have been destroyed by over four hundred years of slavery. We are looking at a black people who were brought here in fifteen fifty five on the slave ship Jesus. And between fifteen fifty five and sixteen nineteen, as taught in the nation of Islam. We went through a 64-year period of seasoning and being broken down and losing the knowledge of self and losing the knowledge of our God and losing the knowledge of our culture and losing our mores and our mind and our family and being totally dehumanized over a 64-year period from 1555 to 1619. That's 64 years of hidden history. We were wiped out and destroyed. And then after that 64 years, then we went to 300 some years of slavery. And we're still going through the trauma of being black in America right now. So when you understand that context, that we wasn't um, just destroyed overnight, then we know that the solution, our resurrection is not going to happen overnight as well. So you have to be long suffering. You have to be willing to run the race and run the course of saving black people. This is a lifetime commitment. See, I've been doing this for nearly 30 years with the Ms. Louis Farrakhan, trying to deliver the final call, trying to mentor, trying to talk to the brother and sister, trying to be an example to the best of my ability in this work of the resurrection of the black man and black woman. And I started in my late teens, and now I'm 44 years old and still trying to help the Ms. Louis Farrakhan. And 20 years from now, 30 years from now, by the grace of God, if I'm still here and I'm in my right state of mind, I'll still be on this post trying to help down Ms. Louis Farrakhan because I look at him and I see his long suffering of 70-something years of sacrifice and working in the cause and going through the ups and downs when his health is bad, when other things are going on, he still finds time and dedication for the work and the mission of saving black people when it'll be convenient to just focus on himself and his own problems and issues when it'll be just convenient to just give his all to his family he sacrificed everything to be long-suffering to do this work to save his people and make his people better people so you got to be long-suffering if you want to help and save black people you got to make a lifetime commitment. This ain't no weekend thing. This is a lifetime thing to save black people. Number eight, 
he understands the root of all the different faith traditions lead back to the one God. So he is able to speak a universal language that is agreeable whether in the mosque, church, synagogue, temple, or you are Muslim, Christian, Jew, agnostic, etc., etc., etc. The Almond's Louis Farrakhan, as I said, the Million Man March, he spoke to a congregation of Muslims, Christians, agnostics, atheists, Orthodox Muslims, Nation of Islam Muslims, um, Christians from different denominations, Hebrews. He spoke to all people of faith. And he spoke to them from the perspective of God being one. He went, he went back to the root. He didn't go by branch or denomination. He went by root. And therefore, by him going by root, going by the one God, no one left the Million Man March feeling they were attacked. No one felt like their faith was singled out. No one felt like they were being proselytized on that day. No one left feeling any other kind of way except that to God be the glory and God is great. And we are all brothers and sisters striving to serve the one God and to become better in serving that one God. And at the conclusion of the Million Man March, now this is a Muslim here who has the ear of two million black men and many, many more through the media apparatus. The Million Man March went all around the world. Now you would think, because he's a Muslim, you would think that he would use, this would be a great opportunity to proselytize for Islam and Muslims. And tell people to join the mosque, join the nation. At the conclusion of the Million Man March, the Amos Louis Farrakhan is so loving and so universal and so beyond all that pettiness and religious silliness. He told the people, go back and join a church, join the mosque. If you want to join me, I'll take you. He said, wherever you go, that God name is remembered and will make you a better person and allow you to be responsive to the community. That's where you go. He wasn't trying to just be so petty and so small-minded to just fill up the ranks of Islam and Muslims. He was thinking of the bigger picture that God is one. And God is one in church. God is one in the mosque. God is one in the synagogue. God is one in other buildings. And if we all go back to that building recognizing God is one, then we're all brothers and sisters. We all can unite on that basis. And we can all work together in the community on the basis and the root of God being one. So we're not going to trip because somebody's in a mosque or somebody's in a church or somebody's in the synagogue or somebody's in the kingdom hall or somebody's in the AME or the Baptist or the holiness or the church of God in Christ or the full Baptist church. We ain't tripping on that because our Mr. Louis Farrakhan is not tripping on that. And those of us that walk with him, he hasn't taught us to trip on that. So... We love all our people regardless of what we call ourselves because we understand the root of all of it is God. So he is successful because he understands the root of all the different faith traditions, faith traditions lead back to the one God. When we begin to understand that and stop our own religious gang banging and set tripping, we'll become a most successful community because the dominant religion of the black community is either you're Muslim or you're a Christian. And then there's other um, perspectives that we're involved in, like African traditional religion. We have, um, oh God, my mind is going 
like uh, voodoo, uh, the Yoruba. We have different uh, traditions as well, but the dominant expression is, you know, you're pretty much a Muslim or a Christian. But when we can put all of these labels aside and go to the root and the content of what we're all talking about, we'll have a better black community because when God empowers all of us, then there's no mountain that we can't remove. Number nine, he is not lazy. After dedicating over 50 years to the ministry of uplifting black people, he would be justly right if he decided to sit down after decades of giving so much. Yet we find him in his 80s doing works that those half his age or younger are not doing. The Almond's Louis Farrakhan is not lazy. He's a man that believes in works and believe in working. And if we go to our Bible, the book of James, chapter 4, I believe it is, where it says, faith without works is dead. Let me say that one more time. Faith without works is dead. So if we believe in God and we claim faith in God, then we have to translate that faith into some type of works. And the greatest work that we can be involved in, according to the Amos Louis Farrakhan, and even the Bible, in the book of Ezekiel, I believe, chapter 18, I may be wrong about that, but it talks about saving others. And it says, when I say to the wicked man, you will die, but if you warn him not, he will still die, but I will require his blood at your hands. But that same wicked man, if you warn him, he'll still die, but you will have saved your soul because you gave him a warning. So Dominus Louis Farrakhan teaches us that the greatest work that we can involve in is not just praying, singing, dancing, fasting, and reading the word. That's faith that's good, but it's good for nothing because your faith should, be, should lead you to the service of humanity. Your faith should lead you to service of your people, serving your community. How can we believe in God and be filled with the spirit of God and we walk by the community that's in hell? We walk by a community that's full of drugs and full of homelessness and full of uh, child children being abducted and people are living out of doors. And there's so much confusion in the black community and so much hatred in the black community. There's no love for one another in the black community. The police are killing us in the black community. We are killing us in the black community. And how can we be filled with faith in God and talk about how great God is and we will not address or attempt to correct those issues and ills that's in the black community? That's the greatest work that we can be involved in. So Thomas Louis Farrakhan, he is not lazy. He's not lazy in faith. His faith is activated and he's trying to activate the faith in us that we won't just be content to go to church on Sunday or go to the mosque on Sunday or praise Jesus and praise Allah and not do nothing with after we praise God and praise Allah. But we have to be involved in constructive work to transform human society and human beings. So he's not lazy. And that's a characteristic that we should look at to ask ourselves, are we being lazy in faith? Or are we going to be activated with faith to transform a world all around us? 
We got all these billions of Christians and all of these billions of Muslims and all these billions of other religious people. But look at the world that we live in. All of these billions of people cannot impact and transform the world and make the world a better place that we can live all in peace among each other. Can't be lazy. Number 10, last, is he is not small-minded. He doesn't strain at a net and swallow a camel. He is not petty. He looks at the bigger picture. He doesn't allow lightweight things or lightweight people to distract him from doing his work of serving black people. As I opened up in the beginning where I says when others criticize him or condemn him and all that, he doesn't get caught up in that because he's looking at the best of us. And I end on he is not small minded. See, I want to give you an example of him not being small. Let me take a drink real quick. Ah, thank you. He is not small-minded. See, when President Obama was running for president, you remember? And when him and Hillary Clinton was having a debate or a conversation, she asked him about Farrakhan. What did he think about Farrakhan? And she took the negative position about Farrakhan, and she wanted Obama to condemn Farrakhan. And Obama lives in the vicinity of Obama in Chicago before he became president. And I've been to that neighborhood where Almond Lewis Farrakhan lived, and I've driven around a few blocks to see where Obama lived. So they're, you know, neighbors in the same neighborhood, so you know they knew each other and crossed paths many times. And uh, you can see that Obama didn't want to take the bait and condemn Farrakhan because Obama knows from being in Chicago, Farrakhan's a good man. And Farrakhan is trying to serve his community to the best of his ability and the best of his knowledge and what he knows is best. And Obama didn't want to take that bait. But she kept pushing and squeezing and Obama wanted to be the president so he had to do what he had to do, I guess you could say. And he ultimately said he condemned Farrakhan. And that's what she wanted, to see two black men go at each other. That's the historical path that the enemy does. He pits one black man against another, one black leader against another black leader, one black organization against another, divide and conquer. But we saw after Obama became after Obama served his term as president, that a picture came out of Obama, President Obama, the Ms. Louis Farrakhan, and Ms. Louis Farrakhan's staff, smiling, looking like this. And the Ms. Louis Farrakhan held this picture back when Obama was running for president because he knew if this picture came out while Obama was running for president, it would have destroyed his candidacy. He never would have became president. He never would have been able to explain that away. Why are you in a picture smiling with Farrakhan if you don't know him, if you're not cool with him, if you don't respect him? So Dominus Lewis Farrakhan, not being petty, kept it back. And he said, let my brother be president. Let my brother rise to the highest seat of power in this land and let him, let's see what he do with it. But if he was petty, like so many of us being, if someone would have attacked us, if somebody would have condemned us, 
and we knew we had a trump card on them, we would have pulled that trump card out. Like, oh, you going to condemn me? You going to talk about me on TV with Hillary Clinton? Well, boom, here's the picture right here. Huh? Yeah, this man was smiling with me. And he could have ruined his whole candidacy. But Don Ms. Louis Farrakhan saw the bigger picture that he would not allow because the brother condemned him in his ignorance or his fear or his desire to be president. He allowed to rise. He rose above his personal feelings and his emotions into the thinking of God and saw the bigger picture that Obama being president will serve some good purposes, though we know one president can't save or turn our whole fate around. But he saw that he could do some good from that perspective. Even if just the image of a black man in a powerful position would be positive for the minds of our young black people, young men and women. So he's not small-minded. He's not petty. You know, he don't trip on our hate for him or our attacks for him, our envy of him, our slack talking, gossip of him. Farrakhan is working with his God and working his faith and moving on with his mission. He ain't got time to get caught up in that small-minded stuff. So we have to find a ability to not be small-minded as well. When our people attack us, when they do this and that against us, and we may have a trump card over them, or we may know something of their shortcomings and failings, we we don't have to we don't throw it up in their face because that's just being petty and that's just our personal hurt seeking to score a win over our opponent. So these are ten things of why Farrakhan is successful in reaching his people and lessons for us that we can look at this man and emulate the best of this man and learn from this man and whether you call yourself a christian or even if you're a muslim or if you're a different perspective of muslim like sunni shiite or another denomination of that or another faith or another understanding or an atheist or no faith then this still is a man that we could and should look at and learn from if we are interested in going after our people and making our community better and making humanity better. These are characteristics of a man who has shown over 70 years that he got the stuff to get this job done, that he got what it takes, that he has the long suffering, he has the faith, he has the love, he has the will, he has the wherewithal. He's a man that takes a licking and keeps on ticking. He keeps on serving our people. He keeps on serving his God. He keeps on pulling for the best of us. And I love him. And I thank God for him. And I'm striving to the best of my ability to pull from those characteristics that he has that I can try to emulate them to the best of my ability. And I can be a little savior and a little helper and a little redeemer. So I hope that something I said made sense. And you will look within yourself and see where you can emulate some of those great characteristics if you're involved in any of this type of community work. Or maybe this will inspire you to get involved in some community work. Because as Uncle Sam said, he's looking for a few good men. But God is looking for a few good men and women today to serve a mighty cause. And it's the transforming of a people who were once the people of God but have been destroyed and turned into Negroes, niggas, and colored people. But now God wants to bring them back to themselves 
and make them gods once again. Psalms 82 verse 6 says, Ye are all gods, children of the Most High God. And God never said, Let us make a nigger. He said, Let us make a man after our image and our likeness. And his woman is after God's image and likeness as well. So we have to return to be gods again. Ones with force and power in the image and likeness of God. With the ability to get things done. So I walked with Dr. Ms. Louis Farrakhan to help me in that path to become a better man. Maybe you walking in another path. But if we understand that the root of all of our walks is God, then we ain't going to sit trip and we ain't going to game bang on one another. But I just know a man who saved my life, changed my life, and gave me a new lease on life. And that's the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And I just want to uplift him and tell the whole world about the great characteristics and the integrity and power that he has from God so that others will be inspired to study of this man and learn of this man and learn that he's someone that's worthy that we can learn from. But um, yeah, that, that's pretty much everything. Um, check out our podcast at mywalkwithfarrakhanpodcast.com. Check out our blog at mywalkwithfarrakhanblog.com. Check out the Final Call newspaper at finalcall.com or find you a brother and sister on, excuse me, not a sister, a brother on the corner in your city near you with the Final Call newspaper and get that paper. It's $2, but it's 40 pages of knowledge, wisdom, understanding, and the word of God in a modern day context. So I leave you as I came with peace. My walk with Farrakhan. I bear witness to the man and his works. Believe that. Uh, my walk with Farrakhan.